1: Hello, 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 people, and happy Monday to you. I hope that you are doing well. I know that this is a good day for some people. I know that it's a bad day for others. um, But either way it goes, this is a day that the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to be glad in it, and I hope that you can do the same. We um, we have been talking about racism. What about racism? Tonight, we are going to continue that topic. What about racism? This will be part five. Um, We've got some good uh, material to discuss with you tonight. Um, We've been talking about how racism affects society, how it affects individuals. Um, We've been talking about why it's hard for people to get over the trauma of racism. We've been talking about the trauma of racism. You know, what that looks like. Uh, A couple of weeks ago, I started reading some articles um, that I pulled offline. Uh, Let's see. And I didn't get through all of them. I started reading not the actual articles themselves, but the titles, the highlights of the article. And I got... um, I got this information from uh, race and religion. The section was media, and it was from The Guardian, a source called The Guardian online. So I think what I want to do is... Um, You know, pick up where I left off at so that I can just kind of paint the picture and give you the idea of um, or or the understanding of how prevalent racism is um, in the world. You know, not simply here in the U.S., not simply between the black and the white race here in the United States, but how prevalent racism is in the world, how, how it is an integral part of the human race. And um, later on, I'll talk to you from the perspective of why I believe that is the case, um, that it is an integral part of the human race. Um, we, we defined that racism in simple terms was the mistreatment of others you know the mistreatment of others because of race because of the color of their skin that can come in various different forms it can come in the form of discrimination it can come in the form of um you know um stereotypes, it can come in the form of um, making jokes about people, it could come in the form of actually oppressing people, trying to uh, cause them to be subject to to the individual or to a group, it can come in the form of um, simply misunderstanding or having a fear of um, for no apparent reason, it could come in so many different ways. But um, however it comes, I mean, it can come in the form of violence, actual violence. It can come in the form of um, murder and rape, you know, just mistreating others, mistreating one another because of the color of one's skin. So I'm going to start by reading some of these um, highlights from these articles that were on this website. But I do want to invite you, before I get started, I want to invite you to um, join me in a cup of tea. I am drinking a wild berry flavor, and I'm enjoying it as usual. And I want you to join me. Get your beverage, get your tea, um, your coffee, if that's what you drink, and um, weigh in. Weigh in on what I'm saying. Tune in, listen in, um, call in. This would be a perfect time to call in and to give me your thoughts or your opinions here at our um, at our station. The call in number is 866 404 one nine, and with that being said, I also want to um, remind my honey, my Christopher, my the love of my life, my husband, that if he uh, wants to weigh in, to please let me know, and um, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your thoughts as we move forward with this with this topic tonight. Okay, so let's see. This, again, is from The Guardian. This is dated... When did I pull this up? I believe I pulled this up on... Yes, eight eleven. Okay, so um, here we go. BBC... BBC's racist approach to diversity ignores white working class. Tory MP. Uh, 15 July 2014... Director General Defends Plan to Boost Representation of Black, Asian, and Minority Ethnic People After Attack from Philip Davies by Mark Sweeney. Okay. Let's see. The next one. Anti-Irish Racism. Headline in Scots. In Scots paper over interview with abused journalist anti-irish racism headline in Scott's paper over interview with abused journalist Roy Greenslade 12 January 2014 09 uh, 24 at last some of Scotland's mainstream media report racism story Roy Greenslade, 10, January 2014, 05.58. Man who racially abused journalists jailed for six months. Uh, Roy Greenslade, 9, January 2014. Um, Santa just is white. Jesus was a white man, too, says Fox News presenter video, 13 December 2013. Um, Let's see. Got a couple more here. Um, Why has British theater left diversity off stage? That's the question. 1 July 2014. Madi uh Madani Madani Giannis. Madani Giannis. As long as theaters gatekeepers remain predominantly white and middle class, we are never going to achieve a cultural equity, equality that reflects the rich and diverse society we live in. Let me read that again since I almost butchered it. <laughs> Why has British theater left diversity off stage? Question. 1 July 2014, Madani Yanis. as long as theaters gatekeepers remain predominantly white and middle class, we are never going to achieve a cultural equality that reflects the rich and diverse society we live in. Um, Richard Herring, I wanted to unsettle and confuse people, 14 May 2014. Richard Herring, growing a Hitler mustache was comedically interesting, but my routine also revealed a troubling liberal hypocrisy about race. I'm reading headlines of articles that are in Race and Religion, the media section of The Guardian. Okay? Um, Here we go with... uh, Few more. We got a break coming up shortly, but I think I can get a few more in here. Um, Sir Trevor Macdonald, diversity has made great strides in the news. Video, um, 31 March 2014. Sir Trevor Macdonald comments on the importance on the importance of diversity in the media and how far news has come in this regard during his career. He comments on the importance of diversity in the media and how far news has come in this regard during his career, speaking at Ad Week Europe. The veteran broadcaster also expresses his concern about the lack of time that rolling news Reporters have to give a full and considered view of events. Um, We'll continue to pick up a few more articles before we move on um, after the break. Stay with me. Get your tea if you haven't got it. And join me.
0: Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these.
2: Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness to create soldiers for the army of the Lord and to impact our communities. We are home-based in Waldorf, Maryland. If you would like more information, you may email us at Inc. at gmail.com or write to us at ETS Post Office Box 72, Waldorf, Maryland, 20602. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls and we can make information available to you by email. E-T-S. The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, physical abuse, abandonment, and neglect. To find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived traumas such as molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may find themselves in Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of The Story of Me online at AuthorHouse.com, this show's host page, Amazon.com, or any of the major bookstores. The Story of Me.
3: Thank God.
1: Hey, people, I'm back. I'm back. I um, hope you're still with me. Um, I'm inviting callers tonight. I'm inviting you to call in and join me as we discuss uh, the topic of racism. What about racism? And um, the call-in number is 866-404-6519. Eight six six four zero four six five one nine. I am reading um, from articles, um, the highlights of articles uh, from a website online called The Guardian. Um, I will pick up with a few more of these before we move on. I am attempting to. Um, Highlight how significant the race issue is worldwide. How it is not, um, it is not simply happening in the U.S., it is not simply happening amongst the white and the black races, um, but it is, it is a worldwide issue, it is a worldwide problem, and, um, it is an integral part of the human race. So, let's see, picking up with um, where I left off, Sir Trevor McDonald warns of risk of apartheid system in media. Sir Trevor McDonald warns of risk of apartheid system in media. Uh, this is 31, March 2014. Broadcaster says media must be vigilant if it is properly to represent UK's ethnically diverse population. Broadcaster says media must be vigilant if it is properly to represent UK's ethnically diverse population. Um. Tanya Byrne's Top 10 Black Characters in Children's Books, 20, March 2014. Where are all the people of color in children's books? Question. Tanya Byrne has long been aware that most of the characters in books don't look like her. Here she shares the 10 best books for children and teenagers which are about black characters, and calls for more, uh, and calls for more. That's how she ends it. Let me read that again. 20, March 2014. Where are all the people of color in children's books? Tanya Byrne has long been aware that most of the characters in books don't look like Her. Here she shares the 10 best books for children and teenagers, which are about black characters and calls for more. Tony Abbott warned a new to repeal part of Racial Discrimination Act. Tony Abbott warned a new to repeal part of Racial Discrimination Act twelve march 2014 Institute of public Affairs said merely amending the race hate speech clause would be a broken promise Institute of public Affairs said merely amending the race hate speech clause would be a broken promise okay uh, there there was more um there was more on this particular page and um there were several on the pages that I read a couple of weeks ago. But I just wanted to kind of, you know, give you an idea of how racism is going on everywhere or lots of places I should say. And it is an it is um an integral part of the human race. Okay? Now of course I can't leave out uh the most current one of the most current situations that's happening here in the US right now and that is the Michael Brown uh shooting in Ferguson, Missouri. Um I cannot weigh in. I am not weighing in on whether or not I feel that this was uh racially motivated, but many people believe that it was racially motivated and it is in the news, it is in the headlines, it has been since it began um August ninth, Saturday, August ninth. It, it it you know, people are commenting, people are um commentating about the racial aspects of the situation. There is great concern because the population in Ferguson is um majority or i believe it was 60 something percent of uh black people african american people and the police officers were are reportedly predominantly white so there are many that are upset and believe that um this was racially racially motivated they are saying that um you know some people are saying that um This young man was implicated in a robbery, um, but people are upset because they feel like that officer that was involved in this shooting had no knowledge of him being a possible suspect at the time, that um, the young man was in a position of surrender. Others are saying that Uh, No, he reportedly attacked the officer before the altercation. And so there's a lot of um, controversy over what, in fact, did happen. And that's why I can't weigh in at this point as far as whether it was racially motivated or not. But I didn't want to leave this situation out because it is very current and it is uh, an example of... um, what we're talking about. It is example, you know, people believe that it's racially motivated and there is a major conflict in that town because of it. So let me read some of the highlights. Um, actually, I probably won't have too much time to get into that before, before um, the next break. But if I get cut off, we will just pick it up, people. We will just pick it up. Okay, good. I do have some time. (laughs) I got a lot in for this, for the amount of time that um, we've been on the air after the break. Okay, let me see here. Saturday, August 9, um, officer responds to a call of a sick person. Uh, A few minutes later, another call comes in about a robbery at a convenience store. Uh, The dispatcher gives a description of the robber and says the suspect is walking toward the quick-trip convenience store. That uh, the officer encounters Michael Brown, Michael Brown and a friend as they walk down the street. As a result of this call, or this is how it began, I should say, Brown is shot to death as a result of the encounter. Um, skipping down, uh, August 10th, Michael Brown, 18, was unarmed. St. Louis County Police Chief Joe Belmore says in a news conference, um, Belmore says Brown physically assaulted the officer. And during a struggle between the two, Brown reached for the officer's gun. One shot was fired in the car, followed by the, by other gunshots outside of the car, um, candlelight vigil to honor brown later turns violent more than a dozen businesses are vandalized and looted more than 30 people are arrested and two police officers suffered injuries police said now i have to say here whether this was actually a race related issue or not we don't know yet but because people believe it was it has resulted in all of this violence do i agree with um That response, uh, no, I'm not saying I agree with that response. I'm just just painting a picture here of what's going on. And and, um, most of us know that these things have happened in the past because people believe that it's racially motivated. All of this violence has um, sprung up, okay? Dozens of businesses vandalized, looted um let's see it impacted the school system the first day of the first day of school is canceled because of it okay people are marching in the street um hundreds gather outside the Ferguson police department to demand justice um this results in more violent um i believe there were let me see. I think there's a picture of actually, yeah, the highway patrol being called in. Um, they needed extra tactical support. Um, I believe there are reports of tear gas. Let me let me not skip around here. Let me see. Um, the parents and the attorney of Brown hold a press conference where they ask for a stop to the violence. Uh, Community members and leaders meet and pray at a meeting hosted by the NAACP. Um, several, Several gather again on West Florescent Avenue in Ferguson, and police use tear gas to disperse crowds that did not protest peacefully. Look at the amount of trauma. Look at the amount of violence. Look at the amount of upheaval. And the disturbance that is being caused because of an imbalance in that community, because of the belief that it's racially motivated. Some believe that this young man probably was profiled and therefore, um, you know, targeted unfairly. But we will have to pick this up after the break.
0: Has the tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Are you
2: concerned about your physical and spiritual health? Tired of aches and pains? Heartburn? Taking pills? Being out of shape and having no self-control? Try the 90-day challenge by Vice Salads. Using our delicious, nutritious health shakes and eating one meal a day, you can build lean muscle, burn fat, improve your health, and rule your body instead of your body ruling you. Choose your kit. Start your challenge. Lose 10 pounds at a time. Order online today at Diane S. Jones. Com.
3: <laughs>
2: a black nurse. This narrative is about the struggles of being a black woman and a black professional in a society bound with racial and gender bias. She has hopes, dreams, needs, a purpose, and aspirations, but faces constant opposition to fulfilling these basic human requirements. Like so many people of color before her, she achieves some measure of success, but her success is minor compared to what she must do to achieve it. It's time for a change. Get your copy today from AuthorHouse.com, this show's host page, or any major book retailer like Amazon.com. A Black Nurse. <laughs>
1: This is Minister Diane Jones. We are talking about racism. We are asking the question, what about racism? And uh, I hope that you are intrigued by this conversation. I hope that you are sipping your tea and that you are joining me. I wanted to um, go back uh, a bit and expound further on the definition of race. Um, in our show that we did June ninth, 2014, Racism Part 3, we discussed what race, the definition of race actually is. And I want to make sure that you understand that race is not only a color issue. It is not only because of one's color. But let me just read to you um, the definition of race from Webster's, um, a family, tribe, people or nation belonging to the same stock, a class or kind of people unified by a shared interest that is also a race of people, a class or kind of people unified by shared interest, habits, or characteristics. So when we talk about someone being mistreated because of their race, it could be because of the color of their skin. It could be because of their belief systems. It could be because of their customs, you know, because they do something, do things different than another culture. Um, So there's more than one way to classify race, a family, tribe, People or nation belonging to the same stock, but also a class or kind of people unified by shared interest, habits, or characteristics. I am inviting callers to call in to, um, you know, give me your thoughts or perhaps a story um, concerning a race-related issue in your life um maybe you experienced racism i certainly have and um i plan to share some um some of of my own story from my book a story of me a black nurse um before we end this show tonight but i'm inviting you to call in uh, the number is 866 404 6519 866 404 Six five one nine. I left off talking about the situation that is going on related to Michael Brown. Um, let me see if I can read a couple of more highlights from this um, timeline article. This timeline article that I pulled up today is... Um, going back from the beginning of the incident, which was August 9th, all the way to today. Um, And by the way, I should add that um, Michael Brown was laid to rest today as far as his funeral um, procession today. The family uh, laid him to rest this morning. Um, the funeral was held this morning. So um, just keep that in mind as um, the family is grieving, and uh, many people are grieving. Many people have, lives have been upset. You know, businesses have been burned down. Um, people that worked hard uh, and and are working, were working hard to make a living, now their lives have been disrupted um, because businesses have been, burned and looted. And, um, you know, the trauma and the effects of these issues are just um, magnified, you know, and they're just horrendous. Um, Let's see. This was August 12th. It says Reverend Al Sharpton arrives in St. Louis to speak to the family of Brown. um, And he made his way around the St. Louis area to demand justice in the fatal shooting. One of the things I can say that bothers me about these kinds of situations is that there's such a there's there's a rush to judgment there's a rush you know there is such a rush to um form an opinion and i i personally feel that we cannot and should not do that the bible even tells us to be slow to speak slow to wrath which means slow to anger you know be slow to speak and slow to wrath you know the the words that we do speak are supposed to be seasoned with salt and with grace you know they're supposed to have an impact and the bible tells us that that our tongue the tongue alone is a deadly uh, a deadly member in our bodies and it can set on fire the course of hell basically what we say with our tongue can can begin things like this you know can blow things out of proportion you know and a wise person will will step back and wait in order to be able to weigh the situation you know they'll wait for all the facts they'll wait for the investigation you know granted in a society where um, there are sinners where people are sinners, where people, you know, are not honest and where there is racism. Yeah, there there is, of course, the opportunity and the chance for the verdict um, to be biased, you know, for the participants to be biased. That is all true, but for your own personal sake, it's still wise to step back and wait, you know, and discern and study the situation before you form an opinion, before you begin to speak. I remember um, Chris and I were attending the funeral of one of our family members several years ago. Um, My husband's uh, nephew was murdered, was murdered here in the D.C. area, Washington, D.C. area. He was murdered. And we knew going to the funeral that there was some ill feelings, and some of the people were feeling that it was a, it was a setup, and that um, you know that there was some circumstances surrounding it that were were not good. And we knew that there was anger. We knew that there was, um, of, of course, there was hurt, there was pain, but we knew that there was a potential for fighting and unrest to break out even at the funeral. And I was assisting with facilitating that service, you know, because I am a minister. I was asked to assist with uh, facilitating that service. And the Lord had me tell the people. He had me tell the people what I'm telling you now, you know, be careful what you say. Be careful what words that you let come out of your mouth because your words, your, in, the, in the tongue is the power of life and death. The things that we speak can speak life into a situation or we can speak death into a situation. We can speak peace or we can stir up the flames of the fire and make it worse just with the tongue. That's how powerful the tongue is, okay? So I kind of got off track there, but, hey, it's what I was feeling, and so I'm just sharing it with you. Um, Back to the article, though. Demanding justice in the fatal shooting. Um, They're having additional autopsies done. The Department of Justice is... uh, weighing in. They're going to open a federal civil rights investigation related to the Ferguson shooting. Um, There's just all kinds of, you know, the president weighed in. The president spoke out about the situation. I mean, all kinds of devastation, um, trouble, pain, agony, you know, one person says, you know, we saw some clips, we saw some video clips, and the people that were videoing, videotaping in the aftermath of the shooting, while Michael Brown's body was laying in the street. You know, they were cursing, cursing and and saying, you know, they they did this and they effing did that and they effing did this and they did this and you know, um, and people are listening to that on. YouTube or Facebook or whatever and just being stirred to anger just allowing themselves to be stirred up and be made angry when if if I wasn't there if you weren't there then we don't know even the ones who were videotaping in the aftermath they didn't videotape the actual shooting they didn't videotape the events that led up to the shooting So it is just so important for us to hold our tongue. And when we speak, to speak in a way that does not inflame the situation. I'm here to tell you, as a minister of the gospel, that racism is a sin issue. That's my position. Racism, mistreating someone because of their race is a sin issue, mistreating them because of the color of their skin, mistreating them because of their um, culture, you know, um, because of their belief system or because they do things different than you, mistreating them is a sin issue. Racism is a sin issue. What is sin? Sin is rebellion against God, rebellion against his ways of doing things, of what he considers to be right, what he says is good. That's where we're going to pick this up in the last segment of tonight's show. Racism is a sin issue.
0: Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these.
2: Millions of people are sexually abused each and every day, not just by rape, child molesters, or pedophiles, but by choice and through lifestyle preferences. amazon.com and any major bookstore overcoming sexual abuse
0: is there more living for you to do yes start living inspired be here for living inspired with trisha goyer thursday afternoons at 4 3 p.m central on Toginet.com. trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Tricia is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Tricia and Living Inspired, go to her website, Goyer. that's G-O-Y-E-R, dot com. Tricia's vision is to be a voice of hope and possibility for teenage girls, pregnant teens, mothers, and wives. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Tricia expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living to do? Yes. Start living inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on DougieNet.com.
3: Thank God.
1: Okay, people, I'm inviting you to call in. Um, The call-in number is 866-404-6519. 866-404-6519. We are talking about racism. This is part four of our series, and I was saying just before the break that racism is a sin issue. Racism is the result of us living in a fallen world. It is the result of mankind being in a fallen state. It is the result of mankind rebelling against God and allowing sin, rebellion, to come into the earth realm. And it speaks to the heart of man. It's indicative of the heart position. The Bible tells us that the heart of men, the heart of mankind, is desperately wicked. That's why it's a worldwide issue. That's why it has happened and will continue to happen until the Lord returns, because it is a matter of the heart. When someone is separated from God, when someone is a sinner, when you are a sinner, when you live in a rebellious state of mind and heart, a sinner will, they will do anything. They will oppress one another. They will attempt to have one up on the other. You know, instead of doing like the Bible says, which is do unto others as you would have them do unto you. No, they will attempt to make make people submit to them. And they want to be on top of the world. And they want to, you know, this is, this is my world. I'm in charge. They want to be I, I, me, me. They want to make sure they take care of me and mine. Um, those are all things that oppose the way God says that mankind should be towards one another. They will hate one another, people. They will hate one another. They will kill each other. They will steal from each other. They will fornicate, commit sexual sin and immorality. They will abuse their bodies sexually, you know, through lifestyle preferences, through adultery, through pornography, they will mistreat themselves and each other in every way. And I'm here to tell you that the problem cannot be solved through the courthouses. Although we have those systems in place, we know that there is a potential for them to be biased, um, reality is that there's a there's a potential that it still could uh, the truth may not be told or found through the court system because the court systems are flawed that's the systems that we have in this country but they are flawed it can't be solved by the laws of the land the scriptures let us know that God was the first person who established the laws that he wanted his people, the children of Israel, to uphold so that they could be a light throughout the world, he established laws and they weren't able to keep them. People aren't able to keep them now because their hearts, their hearts are black. Their hearts are full of wickedness. Their hearts are desperately wicked, like the scripture says. Law, more, you know, creating another law or t- attempting to enforce the law. Okay, well, that's a good thing because the Bible even establishes government. God established government. The idea of government is something that God established. He gave laws in the book of Leviticus, Deuteronomy. I mean, he gave multiple laws. And it's funny to me how we're still trying to create more laws on top of the laws that God already gave to address these issues. (laughs) And people are still putting their hope and investing. Some people are still investing in those laws and those systems. Others are trying to take matters into their own hands, you know, with violence and, um, you know, through other means of uh, awareness what I'm doing tonight i'm I am trying to bring awareness to the situation, but I'm trying to do it from a spiritual perspective and let you help you to realize that racism is an issue of the heart. The only way to overcome heart issues is to be born again. There was a man in the Bible who came to Jesus and he was asking him about you know how he could be saved and what he needed to be to do to be saved, and Jesus told him, you must be born again, and he says, well, how can I be born again when I've already been born, came through my mother's womb, I was birthed into this world, can I re-enter my mother's womb and be born again, and the, and the Lord said, no, I'm speaking of spiritual matters, I'm I'm trying to convey to you a spiritual event, you must be born again. You must become like David. David in the Bible, he he sinned against God and he committed adultery and he had a man, he took a man's wife and then he had that man murdered and then when God confronted him about his sin, he said, "Oh God, he acknowledged his sin. He acknowledged his sin. He said, oh God, I am a man of unclean lips. I dwell in the midst of an unclean people. You know, please do not remove your spirit from me. Please do not take your spirit from me. He said, you know, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. He cried out to his creator. He cried out to his maker and he asked God to renew his heart. Renew a right spirit within him. People, I urge you to do the same thing. If you're not born again, if you have not acknowledged that you were born in sin, we were all, the Bible says, we were all born in sin, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Racism is one of the wages of sin. It's a characteristic of sin. And until the heart is changed, until the heart becomes new, until the love of Christ is shared abroad in a person's heart, these issues will continue. It was it was upsetting to see the the police chief office, I forget what his title was, but there was a man who had been on the force for 30-something years, and they showed videos of him talking about all of these um, biased, racist opinions and views, and saying that he also believed in Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. That is a lie. The devil is a liar. That is a lie, because what he was saying was not consistent with the word of God. He said, I'm also a killer. Well, the Bible says thou shalt not kill. So that was not true. That was a lie. But this is the deception that many people, you know, they use the Bible. They use the Bible to suit them, but they deny the aspects of it. They They don't know how to rightly divide it. They don't know how to rightly divide the Word of God because they don't have the Spirit of God in them to help them rightly divide the Word of God. So I urge you, I urge you, if you are struggling with sin issues, you know, even if you don't think you're struggling, I urge you to to examine yourself because the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of God's Glory, you know. I I ask you basically to consider where you are in your spiritual life, where you are in your life. Ask the Lord to forgive you of your sins. Maybe you haven't killed anybody. Maybe you haven't murdered anybody. Maybe you haven't stole, but you have probably lusted in your heart. You have probably thought evil of someone else or spoke evil of someone else. You may have been jealous of someone else. Jealousy is just as cruel as murder. You know, so examine yourself. Ask God to forgive you of your sins and Ask him to uh, come into your heart, give you a new heart. That's how we combat racism. That's how we combat sexual abuse. That's how we combat the traumas that result from these things. Looks like I, (sighs) wow, okay. Looks like I have a few minutes left. I'm going to see if I can read from my book, because I told you that I would, (laughs) and I'll probably have to pick it up next show as far as expounding on it. But anyway, here we go. I jumped with both feet into learning my job. I practiced what I was taught. I applied it, and I was diligent in my duties. I passed medications. I made my rounds. I did my treatments, and I cared. This was a good thing, but I soon learned that this was not good in everyone's eyes. One night while working, one of the other nurses came to me. She was an older woman. She'd been there for a while. She was black. She told me in no uncertain terms, we are not to be doing all the stuff you are doing. We are not going to be doing all the stuff you are doing. We are not interested in working that hard, so you better stop what you are doing. (sighs) She was letting me know I was making them look bad. Looks like I'm not going to be able to finish this. But what I was um, attempting to do was describe the hypocrisy of how some blacks even oppose other blacks, but cry against being mistreated themselves. We'll pick that up on the next program.